Hello, Internet. Welcome to episode 125 of Frameskip. I'm your host this week. My name is George, and I'm joined by some of my favorite people to dork out with. Starting with the person who hasn't been here in so long, I've started to forget what his face looks like. Coach. Coach the Kyle Newman. Coach, how you doing? Pretty good, man. And you? Yeah. Pretty good. How's, how's the start of summer? I know you're finally on summer break now. It's good. I, I started summer vacation by getting a pedicure. Oh. Yes. With a massage. Best thing ever. Yeah. Got, to, care of, got to take care of those feet. Yeah. Yes. Well, those bear claws, you've been biking a lot, right? So you got to. Yeah. Those, those are your, your favorite things to, to get around on. You need those. Yes. Straight up. You selling those bad boys? You, you taking pictures and selling those bad boys? All the you time, straight. man. That's what I thought. I knew it. <laughs> Not even really. You, you quit your that. job like five years ago, have you? Right. How do you yeah. think he's buying all those copies of teach? How do you think he's buying all those copies of Republic Commando? I mean, he's gotta he's gotta make his money some <laughs> <I know>. way. <laughs> also with us this week, we got Seth's Lake House. Seth! How's it going? Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Frame Skip. I'm your host this week, Seth's Lake House. And uh, I'm joined by three of my favorite people. <laughs> the first one being Seth Slakehouse. <laughs> See, what pisses me off about that is you just think anyone can do what I do. You think anyone can just can just bring my charisma, my energy, my own words to this pie. That's just patently, obviously true. Yeah, you guys have listened to Shortbox Summer. You know how easy it is to do. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I'm doing good. I, um, I woke up three hours ago. I did get started on my Warhammer quest the other day. I bought uh, I bought I bought a box of Warhammer minis. Some space big burns. decision, real big decision. Let me tell you what. <laughs> Wasn't prepared for how big that decision was in terms of uh, finances. It is so expensive. Like it pisses me off because like you buy a Gundam model, right? And like a really good Gundam model, like a nice master grade made in the last five years, is like sixty bucks. And then you buy like this four hammer Warhammer figures, and it's just like, oh, this is like they kind of look like crap. They're unpainted. I have to glue them together, and I have to learn how to play the game on top of like doing all the terrain stuff on their base. And it's like ninety bucks for like seven little Dude, tiny marine no, boys. Not even. I bought a combat patrol for Grey Knights. And it was a hundred and fifty dollars. Oh wow! And by the way, that was a deal. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, like, so like, Kaylin loves to paint minis, so I'm like, okay, this is kind of like a cool experience. We can do this together. Um, I'm not an artistic person in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have that gene in my body, so this is kind of like scary, uncharted territory for me. But. Yeah, I'm gluing I'm gluing these together because first off, wasn't prepared for the glue. I thought they were gonna be like gun plockets and just clip them together. No. You gotta use super glue and and glue these bad boys together. And uh so that's pretty much what uh, what's been taking up my week. I've finished two of them like, so far. I like my my extra thin Tamiya cement. This Tamiya is, this makes is, some good stuff. This is what I do they for do. my miniatures. They do. So are you gonna start like tabletop gaming? Or are you just getting them know. for the figures? Uh, primarily, I got them because I wanted a new hobby, right? And I wasn't really feeling any any Gundams right now, mainly because I've built uh, like a ton of Master Grade Gundams and they're beautiful, and I don't even have them displayed. In fact, I was thinking about this uh, two nights ago. I have maybe twenty percent of like my action figures and statues displayed, and I'm like, 
maybe I should just get rid of the rest of them. <laughs> I've been thinking about that too with my amiibos. I have like 40 amiibos just sitting in a yeah. box in my closet. I'm like, yeah. man, I just need to sell these things. Because I moved and I'm, I was like, I was like, I had them all displayed in my apartment, right? But there was just figures everywhere. And I moved and I was thinking when I was packing them up, I'm like, I can't wait to have so much room to display all this stuff. And then I just never did. And instead, actually, I doubled down on just the Dragon Ball figure arts line and bought like 40 of them. And uh, they're the, pretty much the only ones I have displayed, <laughs> except for my pirate and Mithra over here. And I have uh, the Ahsoka Hot Toys figure in the living room. But that's it. But I, dude, I have so I have like the whole Play Arts Kai Justice League, uh, the Square Enix variants, and um, like all kinds of like crazy stuff that just boxed away. I, I, I'm like, I should probably get rid of. It. But the thing is, with selling action figures and statues, it's so hard to get rid of that stuff because people want it for the collection. And if you have opened it and displayed them, like I do, I'm I'm very open about that. Um, it's it, you get like not even half the value for them. So, I mean, the alternative is you do what I do, where I'm in my office right now, where I have like 140 Gundam models displayed, and it's it, it's too much. It's it's a little too much. I'm not also, I'm I'm looking at your background here, George. Is that just a giant rack of PS4 games behind you? I was thinking the same thing. Oh, an entire really. shelf full of just PS4 games. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, but they're they're facing the wrong way. I can't. We we we, we gotta get eyes on those bad boys. Well, this right here is actually my work desk. I have like an L shaped desk. And so that's, oh. at the, that's at the edge of my, my work desk. I, I really so appreciate not distracted. I really appreciate the basketball hoop on the back of the door. When you get those wins and you just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I got to, I got matching my, my super cool Celtics hat. Um, sorry. We actually Celtics. have a fourth person here. We got to talk about them. Austin. Austin. How the hell are you? I'm doing great. My that's apartment great. is filled with crap. I don't need as well. And it's just it feels wonderful to be living in a space full of things that cost too much money and knowing that at any second it could just all go up in flames and like none of it matters. As Andy's fixing your (laughs) your monster hunter figurines. (laughs) She's scanning all 45 of our Zelda amiibos right now in Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, Oh, we'll talk about that. (laughs) Sorry. So, um, yeah, actually, we don't we have one mega topic and we got, I think, I guess, two smaller topics. And I don't think we've really talked about Tears of the Kingdom. So let's just kick off with that. Coach, you haven't been on in a minute. How's Tears of the Kingdom been treating you? So, oh, I love that game. Like, that is my world. It's so good to be back in that because when I was in when I was in Saudi Arabia, I mean, I was in there every day. Right. Just whether it was 10 minutes or two hours, I was in that world just just doing all the things that you could do. And with Tears of the Kingdom, you know, fast forward a few years, there's so much to do. And I like the changes that they've made. Like, okay, I remember being here and how, how it's different, right? So I have about 130 hours in. I've beat the... Uh, Rito quest line. I still have three other quest lines. I'm not in a rush to beat this. Last night, I went through twice and beat the red Lionels. So I'm starting my Lionel, my Lionel hunt, right? So mm-hmm. I'm just loving being back in that world. Like, it feels like home to me, you know? So, I mean, I love it. It's probably 
those two games together are probably my all-time favorite games. Has to be, hands down. I saw someone on TikTok yesterday made a freaking orbital laser to take out one of the bosses. And I'm like, where are the limits? <laughs> there really aren't limits. To be honest with you. I mean, this dude made an actual orbital. La- like he shot a, a thing up in the sky and like used something else to point at at the giant multi-headed dragon. And this laser shot down from the sky. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty impressive engineering. That's Gears of War right there. I was, was going to say. Yeah. yeah. I forget what that well, was. Someone was. Is it the... a Dawn Hammer? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Someone made an exploding penis. Remember you showed us Austin? Oh, and the giant robot, yeah. Yeah. That sounds like an every Friday night. <laughs> I was about to say. I was about to say. That's not limited to games. Let's just be clear. Yeah. <laughs> My man. Austin, did you stick with uh, Tears of the Kingdom? Yeah, I'm not. I'll be honest. I'm not as high with it as everybody else is. I still think it's really, really good. But I've been going in waves. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just like I'm not in the mood for the game right now. But... I've had ups and downs where times I think the game is absolutely incredible and other times where I feel like it's just terribly infuriating. So I still really love it. Um, I I don't know if I would say it's better than Breath of the Wild for me, but I, I still think it's a really good game. I'm almost done. I'm actually, I've got to fight Ganon and then that's it when it comes to the main story. But I think what I'd like to do the rest of the year is just kind of go back and you know, clear up all the side stuff and just kind of continue playing it on the side as I'm playing other games. But yeah, I, it's it's good. I'd still really recommend it. I still really like the game overall. It's just it's not like to me, it's not a total 10 out of 10 like Breath of the Wild was personally. So I think the shrines are a lot better than Breath of the Wild shrines. Yeah, I do agree with that. I do because it's that. all about crafting and how to how to get from point A to point B a lot in those in the shrines. So yeah. And the crafting is really cool. I, I really like all the options you have. Like like Seth said, I mean, seriously, the 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 options are almost endless. Like there are so many cool things you can do with the the crafting, the building. So it's cool to see what the community is doing with the game. <laughs> Seth, you're not playing it, are you? Uh, no. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> cool Kids Club. Zelda nerds out of here. Uh, yeah, speaking of Cool Kids Club, I'm on I, what I think, what I have to assume at this point is the last mission in Jedi Survivor. And oh, oh, oh my god, that game is incredible. Dude, I told you the last 10% is like phenomenal. last 20% is like phenomenal. There is a twist that I saw coming and then they somehow managed to up the twist quotient. Yes exponentially yes. within such a short period of time. I was like, oh, damn, I didn't see that coming. Oh, damn, I didn't see that coming. Like, it was just incredible. I was on the edge of my seat last night. It, I was like 1.30 in the morning. I was like, I, I physically have to go to bed, but I just I, I want to just call in sick to work tomorrow and just stay up all night and finish this. Dude, I know. That twist, I called from the first time Yes, I saw that thing. Yes. And I, I'm trying to be non-spoilers as possible, and I, I was like, I was like waiting and waiting, waiting. And I'm like, wow, okay, maybe I was wrong about this. And then, nope, I wasn't. And then you're you're right. I didn't see this. I didn't see there's there's a twist on top of a twist. And I'm like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, when you when you get to that game this fall, you said or like this uh, yeah, like holiday. I, well, break? I have a break. Yeah, I have a two week break in October, so uh, that'll probably be my big game that I play because I'd like to like really 
hone in and focus in on that when I don't have to worry about work. I think it's a comfortable game to beat in a week. Like, I think for most of the game, I went through just doing like, all right, oh, they want me to go to this new planet. All right, I'll go there and do like the main mission there and then call it a night. And I, I really think if you do it at like that pace, you could probably beat it in like six or seven days, you know, like yeah. not pushing yourself too far, just jumping in, having fun with it, not getting frustrated because of like how long you're in it. Like I got like that right now is my game of the year. How do you feel about the difficulty of Jedi Survivor, George? Because I'll be honest with you. I varied between like the easy and normal mode because mm-hmm. sometimes I was like, well, you know, I, I kind of want to experience the game as it's meant to be. Other times I was like, well, I kind of just want to feel like a Jedi. Yeah, and I feel like on normal mode, you don't feel as powerful as Cal is supposed to be. I mean, let, let's be honest. Like, Cal was able to take out or not take out, but like hold his own and defeat several Inquisitors in the last game. And this is this takes place, I think, five years later. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's supposed to be way more powerful. And I'm like, am I still should, should I really still be having trouble with like regular stormtroopers? You know? I'm glad you brought that up with all the main troopers. I would play it on easy because I agree yeah. with you. We're like, I did just want to feel super powerful and badass. And then when it got to boss fights, I would bump it up to normal. Like, I, I'm not a big like souls combat type guy. So like, I, I don't care right. for like, that's not why I play games, but I would want a bit more of a challenge. So when you were fighting the, the main enemy or like any kind of like the mini bosses or whatever, that is when I would bump it up, especially if it's like one on one combat. Because, yeah. like, there are times when you're fighting throngs of stormtroopers, like, the technology in this game is so much better than the first, because, like, there's just so many more enemies on screen, and they don't do that thing that they did in old games, where, like, you know, they would just, like, wait for you to be done with two people, and then, like, the next two guys would come in. Like, I feel like they did that in Fallen Order, but they really fixed it in this game. And uh, a lot of the times, they would just, like, jump out of nowhere, and there'd be no warning that, like, an enemy was about to, uh, to bop you on the head that you right. couldn't see. Uh, so, like, yeah, and with crowd control stuff and if i'm just like platforming and whatnot all those areas i would just play that on easy so i have a question for you guys awesome you feel so cool what up what what mode do you guys played on like what um what settings as far as graphics do you play on i have no idea um there should be like performance and what's the other mode quality i feel like you gotta play on quality in that game so, so coach, this was a, I don't remember, this is a big discussion when the game first came out. It's frame rate in performance mode was super variable. You'd go from like 45 down to like 20 or 15 in some cases. And um, it, it took a while for them to patch that. They did patch performance mode now that when I, when I was playing through it after I came back from uh, my Florida trip, performance mode was a lot better. Um, but if you want to play on like a stable 30, then you play in quality. If you want between like 35, maybe maybe 25 to 40. But it's five. still 1440p on 30 frames per second, right? So yeah, it still looks got, good, right? I think they cut out like some of like the ray tracing and um, like smoke effects. I forget what they're called. Right. Um, I can barely t- I assume I'm playing on a quality just because I was like no just give me the same experience all the way through like that's usually how I play games so like I m- nine times out of ten will go for that option I still think this game is gorgeous I didn't have any of the performance issues that Austin was talking about when he first started playing and decided to take a break from it until it was patched out I, I didn't notice anything like there was some like pop in but I actually like noticed that during cinematics where it doesn't really bother me and even then it was just like the transition from gameplay to cinematics so, like I, I really didn't give a shit but uh, this game is like so freaking beautiful. Like I, I yeah, can't get over yeah. how good this game looks. 
It's a really pretty game. I actually, if 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 the um, game is like a barrier for people, I would even recommend like just regular Star Wars fan play the game on like the story mode because you're almost invulnerable on story mode. Like, if you look at the, the the graphs, the damage incoming is like almost zero um, in story mode, and the story is good enough that. I think people would enjoy it, even if they're just regular Star Wars fans. Like the 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 story is really good, so that's what I would recommend. So that is glad we got to talk about that. I can't wait. Uh, we should do a spoiler episode. So do it. Let's do it. All right. Um, our next big topic before we get into our main entree topic: uh, Final Fantasy 16 demo. Coach, I don't know if you had a chance to play this or not. You did no, not. Sir. All right. Well, I'm sorry. Well, uh, please feel free to ask questions because Seth, Austin, and I played it. And uh, is this the most anticipated game of the year for you guys now? Final yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude. By a long shot, dude. <laughs> that demo. OK, so I was already it. Frankly, it was already my most anticipated game. Like for a while, I felt more excited for this game than Tears of the Kingdom. But like just playing that demo seeing how the game feels seeing the world where the story goes like i am more excited for this game i think than i have been since any game probably since metal gear solid 5 like it's just it looks so damn good yes yes this feels like the first like real next generation game yeah right like yeah. this feels like, and especially because I, I remember watching the PlayStation event back in 2020. I was like moving across the country, and I was like in Salt Lake City, Utah. And I remember like watching the event and just like seeing the Final Fantasy trailer. I was just like, "Holy shit, this looks amazing!" Yeah, I don't, even, I don't care about Final Fantasy, but I think I want to play this. And so it's just been in the back of my head since I bought my PlayStation. I'm like, well, Final Fantasy is coming, and it's finally here. That demo was incredible. Like they clearly stole. Souls, a strong word. They they borrowed quite heavily from uh, Game of the Throne, uh, Game of the Thrones vibes. I think, right? <laughs> the Game of the Thrones. Yeah, and uh, I think it works for it. This is the first time it's felt way more like fantasy. I think in a long time that I've yes. just seen like this in Final Fantasy fourteen. I guess is like the other yep. game, but like Final Fantasy fifteen didn't really no. feel like a fa- fantasy game. You know, like that they've been sort of doing like this Final Fantasy ten. And I guess eight to an extent and seven, just like sort of science fantasy adjacent turn. And it, this this feels like a real return to, you know, swords and tits like they did back in the first five <laughs> games. So Yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm, I'm so excited. It's an action game. I, I was so mad when they told me Dodge was on like R1. And then like 10 minutes into the game, I was like, no, I never want to dodge Dude, with circle ever again. It doesn't con- even make sense. The control scheme is so good. It is so, yes. so well done. Yes. Um, so this was already like, you know, like like you guys said, the most anticipated game for me this year. And I, again, wasn't going to play the demo. I was <laughs> but there was one night I was like, I just I couldn't I couldn't take it anymore. I'm only a man, yep. you know, and I, I broke. So. I played the demo and it was better than I could have even possibly thought. I mean, there was almost I found almost nothing wrong with it. And I just want to say before we really get into the, the actual game. Square Enix does demos so good. 
Yep. And I don't understand why other companies can't replicate this. You take the first hour of the game, right? You're not losing anything by giving people the first hour and you let people play it. And then if they buy the game, they can continue on. It's essentially a free trial. And um, they did this with Final Fantasy seven. They did this with, I think, Octopath Traveler and Bravely Default Two. Dragon and Quest Eleven had a ten-hour demo. That's Dragon insane. Quest Dragon <laughs> Quest Builders on Vita had like an eight-hour demo that you could just like continue that save with the yeah. Game. And that's just that's that is such a good way to do it because previously games would like make you replay that portion of the demo or they would. Um, like make almost a completely separate game and it didn't it, it's really inefficient and doesn't make sense but this costs square almost nothing and i'm sure this they've seen internally this this jacks up their sales to an insane degree um so i think other companies should do this more often because this, this, it's so good and um yeah i just gotta say like this 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 was incredible it's super dark man super dark and the twist in it in the in the first hour is like pretty crazy. Yes. And unlike other Final Fantasy games, like you guys know, I'm not the biggest Final Fantasy guy here, right? Like I right. I feel like I barely scraped the surface of that series. I could understand what was happening. I could like follow what was happening. It wasn't like that time I played Final Fantasy 13. It was like the Felsi and the and the Lossy. It's just like <laughs> yeah. why are these two opposing races like why are their names four percent different from each other? You guys know how hard that is to like keep up with, right? Uh, this yeah. was just incredibly clear, and like I understood why people felt the way they felt in this early introduction demo and I understand why they were upset and I understood the stakes of everything that was happening. Like it was just such a well conveyed story from Final Fantasy, which I respectfully wasn't expecting. Yeah. Um and it's it's very emotional. And are we are we allowed to jump into spoiler territory since it's a demo? I don't know. I feel like Yeah. No, I'm hosting. Yeah, we are. I feel like it's fine. All right. <laughs> um, so when when Ifrit appeared, I was under the assumption that it was the main character that turned into Ifrit. Were you guys? Did you guys also? Yes. Get that? Yes. Okay. Just wanted to make sure because it seems like they were trying to leave that a little vague with him seeing like a stranger all the time and then him appearing under a bunch of rubble. And not having any memory of it, but I also felt because when he's having the fight with Ifrit versus Phoenix, it almost for that one second it seemed like he was viewing it through the eyes of um, I forget Torgal. the dog's name, Torgal. Yeah, yeah. And, I think he. I wasn't. I really totally sure think he was, was. Yeah, that was so, what I thought as well. That scene was so messed up. <laughs> yeah, um, I, honestly, like I, I kind of forgot until I played this demo that this was the first. <laughs> Well, I guess there have been other M-rated. I know Type Zero was M-rated, but this yeah, is the Type first. Zero wasn't mainline. This is the first mainline M-rated Final Fantasy game, and like I just kind of forgot that until I was playing, and like you hear f bombs dropped immediately, mm-hmm. and some brutal, just absolutely brutal, like scenes in the beginning with some of the the soldiers and stuff. So, yeah. 
Chocobo takes a brick to the head. Yeah, dude. Oh, God, that, 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 was, that was really hard to see, actually. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Damn. Um, but the combat, man, it feels so good. And I don't know if you guys... Did you guys do like the extended version of the demo at the end? After you beat it, you get that extra area? I didn't. I, I stopped I at that. I started it, and then I was like, mm, this is starting to feel like a little too much. So I backed out. Yeah. I that's exactly what I did, and I was also like, it got to the point where I was like, you know what? I don't want to spoil this for myself. Like, I, I yeah. kind of want to, I want to like naturally progress through it. But like, that's what I was talking about, Austin. Where I was like, oh, it's like a four to five hour demo because like all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and, and I had there. the same thing. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna play through the story portion of this, but I'm not gonna play because that essentially was like a cut out of further in the game, right? Where you have like more yeah. powers and stuff. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I did not want to touch that, so I, I didn't even bother booting that up but what's interesting is you are significantly more powerful in that portion of the demo and it the description says it's only a few hours into the game Mm -hmm. so i'm wondering because i'm imagining this is a 20 30 to 50 hour game if it follows other final fantasy uh trends and i'm wondering how that works up you think it's higher yeah, I, I read the review from IGN. I didn't watch the review just because I didn't want to see anything. But I'm a big dummy, and I can't visualize stuff super well. So I, I was like, it'll be safe to read this. And uh, I'm pretty sure the review said it was a 50 to 60 hour yeah, RPG. Nice. That's what I've been and reading I'm, I'm cool with it. I think, I think JRPGs are best when they're uh, meaty. And, man, just uh, talking to Pedro about this recently, this is the first real final fantasy game that's come out since we were adults. Um, cause 13 came out when I was in high school and then we got all the sequels to 13 and then we got, um, 14, which was, uh, it's a phenomenal game, but it's not like a real final fantasy game. You know, it's, it's an MMO. And then 15 was just a spinoff of 13. So finally, like we're unshackled from the final fantasy 13 decade long development cycle. And they made Final Fantasy 16. And this is the first game that has come out since I've become a real adult. And it's crazy because for the longest time, Final Fantasy felt like it was really down in the dumps. And it just comes back with such a strong presence. And it's really exciting. I'm staying up all night tonight to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did end up getting a digital version of it. So did I. So I could, I, yeah. So I get it at midnight. So I'm really excited. Coach, do you care about this game at all? Is it on your radar even a little bit? Yeah, it's on my radar. I just want to know how's the difficulty on it. It's not have a problem. too bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I play so, games on. I play games on easy these days. Like I'll be honest. I like I'm not there for a challenge. I'm there for an escape. So like I have right. No, there no problems doing that. There is a difficulty option. I should say too. I think there's an easier uh-huh. mode. I think I was playing it on normal. But there is like a there, story. There wasn't a demo. There wasn't a demo. And I think I read in the review that there isn't an easy mode in the game, but they have items that like sort okay. of make it easier. Oh, yeah. Like the, the rings. Right, right, right. Wear. Right. And so there's items that modify it. So I think it's the same game experience at all times unless you're wearing special gear. Yeah. You, so, Coach, you can get uh, gear that makes it like... Um, you you automatically evade, right? That was one of them, and it gives you like way more health or something like that. Yeah, and that that is what that that's the gear you're supposed to use in order to kind of give yourself an easier edge in the game. There's not actually a set mode you choose. Because like last week, I remember telling Austin I was thinking about 
when you guys start 16, I need to just jump in with seven. Not the remake, but the original. It's not a remaster, but you know how they kind of ported it a little bit. Yeah, the port. But the other day, I got to be like 50 50. I'm like, well, either way, I'm going to be playing both of them this year. Right. So. Um, I'm still thinking about, I don't know if I get it, do I get the digital so I could just wake up early in the morning and play it or, cause I thought Austin, you were going to go to target. I was going to initially, but then I read somewhere that the $10 gift card you got for buying it was only if you pre-ordered it and target, you can only pre-order games online and have them shipped to you. So I just, I didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Did yeah. you just get the regular edition? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I double checked. I remember talking to you guys about like my pre-ordering woes and how games would still show up late. I double checked. It is set to arrive tomorrow. I'm very excited nice. to spend all night installing it and then <laughs> play it on Friday. I can't wait. See, mine wasn't going to show up until Friday. And that that would have been a big bummer. Yeah. But how much is on the disc anyways, right? Like and I'm not talking about Nintendo games, but mainly for like PS5 and Series X games. I know it's just actually on the disc anymore. I noticed a significant difference just because I don't have the best internet. So right. like downloading something is a pain in the ass. And so anything installing off a disc just goes a lot faster. Yeah, I really I want to know if we're ever I mean, probably not. But I would like the future where and George, you'll remember this. There was a period in time for comic books where you would get a digital copy of the comic book in, in the, the physical version. Yeah, first, first, we're still in that period. But yeah. Really? Because I thought they stopped doing that on, especially in Marvel. But um, I want video games to do this. Like, like what? What's the 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 problem doing this? Except for, to cripple GameStop, which is already falling apart. Um, I don't see a problem doing this, and you, that way you can get the convenience of having the digital copy. And for the people that that you know want the physical version, which are you know, let's be honest, dwindling further and further, they can still have that option too. I would like to see that. I agree. It makes more sense now than it did like 10 years ago, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I saw uh, GameStop's going to go full in on the retro market just recently. Yeah, uh, I think they should. I would love a place to buy GameCube games, and I hope Nintendo releases all these GameCube games on Switch so that they just tank in price, because I saw like <laughs> the paper, and the, like the Thousand Year Door, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door is like a $250 game now. I'm like, this is fucking uh, ridiculous, Nintendo. Like, It's too much. Just, just, just just add games to the service like crater this price please well george to piggyback on that remember the the physical copy of um conquer on n64 was about what 100 bucks at one point but Mm -hmm. it was also on the rare replay so i don't know if that dropped the price on it it could have but but the rare replay was also pretty rare wasn't it no wasn't that hard to get your hands on Mm -mm. It's di- you can right. buy digital if you wanted to, but all right, I'll just shut yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, sorry, you're you're wrong. You're wrong. I like yeah. your voice. But <laughs> you're good looking though, so it's okay to yeah. be this, Thank to be you. this stupid. Your so beard is always sitting out of ten, bro. <laughs> Thank you. I trimmed it a little too short this time. I should have used the next the, the next step up in clippers, but it, it'll grow in. So, do you do the neck part yourself, or do you have someone do that? No, I do the neck part myself. That is like ten out of ten straight line. All canon yeah. too. It's he just all canon. he just takes a sword and just. Yeah, you you look like you pay an old Italian man to do it. That's how good it looks. I do. I listen. I do pay for an expensive barber's haircut though, and I I learned just this year 
because I've went, I've gone to Walmart for their like smart cuts, or whatever it is, my whole life. And then at one point, just randomly, I decided to go to this place called Craft Barber here in town. And I was like, this is a massive difference. They spent an hour cutting my hair. And I'm pretty sure for 75% of it, they were doing absolutely nothing. But we, we talked about Game of Thrones the, the whole time. And I was like, yeah, this is where I'm going from now on. Yep. My people. Coach, where yeah. do you go to well, get your like, haircut? What? <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> Nothing. Let's continue on. <laughs> What'd you say, Austin? <laughs> I couldn't hear the first part. Were you asking me where I get my haircut? Yes. <laughs> wow. Like, I haven't heard, like, 50 of my students ask the same question this last school year. They probably take a while there, right? 50, good 50 minutes, talk about some Game of Thrones. There you go. But, you know, like, truth be told, I do want to go to one of those places where they put the heat towel, the hot oh, towel yeah. on it. And then have oh, them yeah. do the for um, sure the, the yeah. shave, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's nice. I'll tell you what, big and dude, the guy that does it that I, that I have to go through like the the special app and everything for, he charges twenty bucks. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, this is good. cheaper. Yeah, and um, it's funny because this guy, not to, not to go on a tangent here, but he has a, a real history degree, right? He got a, a he went to college and got a history degree, and he didn't do anything with it. And he like couldn't find a job and that he wanted, so he started cutting hair. But he loves Game of Thrones because of the history in the world. So he just knows everything. Don't know where I was going with that. All good. All good. Uh, bes- <laughs> besides Final Fantasy and, and Jedi Survivor, uh, only other game that I think a bunch of us have been playing, when I say a bunch, I mean two. Austin and I have played a little bit of Diablo 4, and so I don't feel comfortable enough to really speak on it besides to say... Coach played some. Diablo three. Oh, coach, you've been playing some. Did you get? Did you play with uh, Austin on Sunday? We I didn't. did not get to. Oh, no. Okay. Um, we played a couple hours. I think we got we got yeah. the main, through the main. We played last the Friday. first dungeon. Yeah. Oh, sweet. I really like it so far. I think it's like a big departure from Diablo three. Diablo three, I thought was awesome, but uh, looked a little cartoonish and had kind of like a more. I don't want to say a childish vibe, but like I guess a more like stereotypical vibe. And this just has like a, a much more metal vibe to it, which I'm I'm really enjoying. Yeah. I agree. The, the, gra- the graphics really good. are incredible. Yeah, super pretty game. Really fun. I need to play more of it. I've I kind of got sucked into Tears of the Kingdom this week trying to finish it up, but um mm-hmm. it's really, really good. And we all need to play. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, with that, let's move on to our main topic. We are, of course, talking about the Nintendo Direct that happened today, Wednesday, June 21st at 7 a.m. Pacific time. <laughs> that sucks. Can you imagine waking up at 7 a.m. to watch a, watch a Nintendo Direct? Not me. I'm not a morning hard person. No. I don't know about you guys. It would have been worth it for this one, I will say. It would have, yeah. So, like, holistically, really quick, what did you guys think of the Nintendo Direct? Because, like, this might be my favorite conference from this year. I thought it was really phenomenal. Fuck off, Seth. <laughs> well, watched, I'll be honest. You watched it, watch it on 10x speed five minutes before we sat down to record, so I don't want to hear it from you. <laughs> Fine. Seth is not qualified to talk about the, the overall quality of the Direct. Must have I absorbed clear. all the information. <laughs> yeah. Old sponge lake house there. No, uh, I... Coach, what, what, what did you think? Sorry, I, I, Coach was quiet during the Final Fantasy part. So I was pretty shocked that they even had one because last year 
we had a direct in February and September, right? We didn't have the the E3, you know, even though we didn't have E3, we had the we didn't have a June direct when everybody else kind of did their thing, right? right? So again, like normal fashion, we had a direct in February. So I'm thinking that we're just gonna get one in September again, right? Mm-hmm. So when Austin sent that message to our group chat about the um direct i was okay we'll see what they got and so it started out like okay with pokemon and i'm i wasn't feeling it and then it started to probably about yeah yeah then it started once they started focusing on on their stuff you know they did a few small ones and then boom it just kind of it went good super good so yeah it was it was really awesome i think austin you rushed home from work to watch this what did you think I thought it was very, very good. Um, I was kind of shocked because, you know, we had gotten not necessarily rumors, but we had all kind of had this expectation that like the Switch's lifestyle is coming to an end and that they were moving on to the next thing uh, after this year. You know, the the whole idea that that a new quote unquote Nintendo system was coming out next spring, potentially next fall, and that after Zelda and Pikmin, we would have a slow period. But I was just totally blown away by the fact that, I mean, we're getting, I, I didn't count, but I would presume like five big first party games over the next six, seven months, which is insane to me because we went into this direct really not knowing anything aside from Pikmin. Well, so, they announced this direct like two or three days ago. It was like yesterday. It was like, yeah. it was yesterday. Okay. Yeah. That's why I thought it was fake. I didn't think it was actually happening because I'm like, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't give such a short like runway before yeah. the, the actual direct. And lo and behold, it was yeah. a fucking awesome direct. I thought this was one of the strongest ones they've ever had, I would say. Uh, I mean, as far as expectations go, I don't think anybody was really expecting anything big. And they totally just blew that out of the water. All right, Seth looks really sulking in his chair, and I feel bad. Seth, what did you think watching the direct on Fast Forward? Star Ocean Two, baby, one of the greatest <laughs> RPGs of all time. Looks good. I'm ready. All right, let's let's just jump into it. Uh, so, Coach is right. It started off with Pokemon talking about DLC for Scarlet and Violet. Uh, it's called the Hidden Treasure of Area Zero, and it's coming in two parts. Uh, it's got, uh, what was it, the data thing and the teal thing. Uh, the teal mask comes out this fall, and then the indigo disc comes out this winter. I need to get back to Scarlet. I didn't finish it, but I want to. And uh, this might be the first Pokemon DLC I ever buy. No offense to Sword and Shield, but I thought those games were boring, so I did not buy that DLC. Anyone? I just want to know, are they going to fix... Are they going to make the game, the base game, not the DLC, but the base game? Are they going to fix all of the issues? The... No, and that's, absolutely that's a frustrating not. thing right there, man. <laughs> so that Probably way, not, no. when I saw that, I'm like, really? You're going to tr- you're gonna push this, but not talk about the fact that you guys can't produce a game without so many underlying bugs. So the, the more mm-hmm. likely thing is you're going to pay $40 for this DLC and it's going to be more broken when you, when you when you buy it. <laughs> I'd say that's more likely than them fixing the game that's Lord. been out for what, nine months at this point? <laughs> Why yeah. would they fix it? I mean, let's be honest. Game Freak sitting there like, like an evil villain on a throne of cash just laughing at us. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> 
they didn't have any incentive to fix no. their games. They could they could release a game that didn't even play, and they would still sell ten million copies. Yeah, just put Pikachu they on the cover; they'll be fine. Yeah, and then we then we buy all buy the next one. Yeah, the DLC though. I'm, I'm hoping that no one pre-orders. Oh, I'm, I know there's going to be people that pre-order it, but I'm hoping that the pre-orders are low, so they could be like, hmm, maybe we need to change something about yeah. how we do stuff. The DLC. Um, the DLC to me looks interesting, but like they didn't really show enough to get me that excited. So I'll just kind of take a wait and see approach. I will certainly not pre-order it yeah. because we know how this game has already gone. So <laughs> Well, that because I think the next game has already stolen a pre-order from you. The next game was Sonic Superstars. This game looks excellent. I give zero shits about Sonic whatsoever, but this is like this game is like gaslighting me into thinking that like no, dude, you've always loved Sonic. Like, what? What are you doing? Why haven't you like? Why haven't you pre-ordered this yet, George? Why didn't you put some money down? Look how fun this is. This is what every Sonic game is like. It looks great. I'm not. I'm trying to resist and be stronger than I think I am and not do it. But it it looks like fun. It looks very good. I talked about it some last week, I think. But I am. I'm very excited for it. It's cool to see mm-hmm. a new 2D Sonic game coming out that doesn't look like it has obnoxiously slow mechanics like Sonic 4 did. So I hope it's good. Right. I actually want to try the ones on the DS just to see how those play. Not the 3DS. Rush. Those were, yeah. Sonic Rush. Play that and see how going from top screen to bottom screen, how that plays an effect, right? They're really good. What, mm. what does it add to the standard 2D games that they produce? Yeah, I had Ooh, a lot Sonic. of I had a lot of fun with those games. Those were kind of like the sequels to the Sonic Advance series. Mm-hmm. So those are really good. And then Sonic Colors on DS kind of follows up on that as well. Right. So all very good games. That is the highly regarded one. They they remade that one for Switch, right? Yep. For all systems, right? Yeah, I think. Oh it, yeah, I yeah. think it was. But it came Sorry. broke. Didn't they have to fix it? I mean, it came like a I little. I think on like, Switch it was most broke. Up. Yeah. Next up, we had uh, Palia, which is a free-to-play adventure sim out this holiday. I don't, I don't care. Anyone? No. Okay. Uh, next up, they showed Persona Five Tactica. Who's playing this game this fall? I'll tell you what. Boy, would I love to! But Persona Five is still poisoned in my mind, and I don't know why. Because I love that game. So every time anything Persona Five shows up, I immediately feel sick in my stomach, and um, I don't. I don't understand it. Wait, it, I can't. Is this a bit? No, I loved it. No, no, so I is, do love it. I love Persona it, Five. So why? Why does what? What? You have no idea what's making you sick about Persona Five. No, there's there's a uh, like literal repulsion I feel towards playing anything Persona Five, and I don't understand why. Like, and, and by the way, I'm not the only person that experiences this. Pedro also feels the same way. And I think I think you said you feel this way to a certain extent as well, Austin, right? Yeah. Where like there's there's something about Persona 5 that's like that was phenomenal, but that's all I want. You know, and like they they gave us Persona 5 and then like 2 years later, which was way too soon, they gave us Persona 5 Royal, which I always meant to go back and play and I I tried several times and I just can't. And they gave Persona 5 Strikers, which um, was apparently amazing as well. But the, it, it was so close in tone to Persona 5, like the, the RPG, 
couldn't do it. And um, I don't know what it is because, again, loved Persona 5. One of my favorite RPGs of all time. Yeah. But I think it might just be that that game was so long and there were so many parts in that game that are like really kind of um, slow that I can't I can't play anything more on Persona 5. Maybe I'll pick up this tactics game and give it a shot. I think the tactics game looks really good. But I'm kind of in the same vein as you, Seth. Like I'm, I'm excited for it. But there's honestly, there's just too much coming out for me this fall to really focus on this game as well. That's another issue. I will say though, by the way, one thing while we're just talking about Persona here, one I would say thing that was omitted from the direct was, I don't know if you guys have seen what's going on with the Persona Three remake, where they confirmed it's coming out on PS5 and Series X they didn't say switch and then suddenly switch version appeared on play Asia the other day, but it still wasn't in this direct, which was odd. So I don't know what's going on with that, that Hmm. game for switch. But would you buy it for switch though? Like if you had a choice, you have all three systems. So would you buy it for switch the inferior? I wouldn't, but I go with, I would not, but I know Andy would because that's where she played five. So yeah. Next game out was Myth Force coming out this year. This is like the first person procedurally generated dungeon crawler, right? And it was it, they said it has a Saturday morning cartoon vibes, and you can kind of tell that from the art style. It looks cell shaded and, and big and bombastic and just very cartoonish and fun. Um, I'm not getting this game. I agree that Why? it looks fun, but honestly, it's from Aspire, and I just don't trust them. <laughs> That's fair. I'm not going to get fair. it, but five-year-old me like woke up and was like, ah, oh, Saturday morning cartoons, right? Oh, He-Man he- half returned. Yeah. yeah. That was that was our life, man. Yeah, I'm, it's not a game I'm going to get either, but it does look really good. I, I like the, the art style of it. This, this, listen, if I get this and none of my friends get it to play with, I'm going to be real sad. Because this is like everything I want from like a D&D <laughs> 80s inspired action game, dude. It's ridiculous. It's fun. Uh, and well now i gotta buy it now you know what i'm literally gonna put a gun to your head <laughs> you I'm gotta buy cartoon, it well then i'm gonna buy it gun to your head there, uh, there's an old little laser above your house <laughs> <laughs> battery powered like the best of them. <laughs> i will consider getting it uh, there's no way in hell i'm getting this on switch though like honestly no, I, oh, I don't no. know you guys the last thing i want to do is play a multiplayer game with you on switch i just don't trust it i don't want to play switch at all I I'm loving but the switch feels like the perfect summer console to me. I just it it feels so dated to me at this point, you know? Like I I played through Xenoblade 3 on my Switch and despite the amazing art direction, the whole time I was like, wow, I really wish this was on a console that could do anti-aliasing cuz mm-hmm. the edges in this game look like trash. And it almost looks like a painting at some points because, like, it's so um, low resolution. Just just, ah. yeah. yeah, it's 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 bad. So. It's funny you say that because I've only been playing old games on my Switch. I've been playing Grandia and Super Mario Sunshine. Oh. So, like, maybe maybe that's why. Like, I'm just loving the Switch right now. Uh, next up, Splatoon Three Splatfest because coming in July. Uh, after that, Detective Pikachu Two. I know nothing about the Detective Pikachu series, so Austin. 
Yeah, well, I, honestly, I didn't play the first one. I will say this, though, and Andy and I had the same reaction as we were watching this. This game looks really rough visually. Like, uh, the character models do not look good at all. So it's very odd because they announced this game, no joke, like at this point, it's it's been at least four or five years. They announced this maybe in 2019, 2018. It's been a very mm -hmm. long time since they announced Detective Pikachu 2. And, you know, I hope it's good. Like I said, I never played the first, but it just doesn't really look visually appealing whatsoever to me. So we'll see what happens. Well, the last one, last one was a 3DS game, right? It was. Yeah. How was the movie? Just fun. Yeah, I never saw it. Yeah, I liked it. Ryan Reynolds is old Pikachu. I really liked it until like the last probably like 12 minutes, and I was like, oh, God damn it, you did the thing. You did, you did the thing. I don't like about Pokemon, but I I recommend watching it. I think most of that movie is really good. Next up, probably the biggest bombshell, if not the second biggest bombshell, the entire direct Super Mario RPG remake. Mm -hmm. uh, probably the, what, the fastest I've ever pre-ordered a video game. I'm very excited for this because I've been wanting to replay the Super Nintendo version and now I'm not friggin' gonna. I'm just gonna jump right into this one. I can't wait. I can see Dude. myself. I'll play it again. and then Sorry, Seth, but I'll play it again before it comes out and then just to have that comparison right so you could see the quality of life mm -hmm. i i think it looks phenomenal and dude i'm so glad we live in this era right now where these classic rpgs are getting remade in such high quality um and this is just doesn't go to mario rpg but also star ocean 2 which we're going to talk about here a little later but we're also seeing uh, the Suikoden franchise make a return and the, the, these like 2.5D remakes. And um, this, this, this reminds me a lot of the Diamond and Platinum remakes we got uh, a couple years ago. Those weren't necessarily as good. I think that they got a little bit too much hate, but this art style, it just it, it doesn't age, man. I, I love this. Um, this RPG art style from the, the 90s. And Super Mario RPG is a very underrated game. It's a game that honestly not a whole lot of people know about. And I haven't played it since I had a Super Nintendo as a kid. So I'll actually, I'll be picking this one up, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is one I, I have never played Mario RPG before. So I, I really don't have any context for this game at all. But I think it looks super, super pretty. And happy to to see it come into the switch and yeah i agree george like i went straight and sky or uh pre-ordered this thing like right away so yeah excited to play it i'll say it should be noted every single game we've talked about so far is coming out this year the next two games we're about to talk about not coming out this year but we got some hints of some first party games to come we got a untitled princess peach game I was really excited. I thought it was going to be like a Super Princess Peach sequel. And who knows? It still probably could be, but they didn't announce that. And uh, also Luigi's Mansion uh, Dark of the Moon remaster from 3DS. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 2 is uh, coming to Switch, which is great. Now bring yeah. the original one, too. Like, come on. Yeah, I was kind of shocked they didn't just do like a collection with one and two. One and two. Yeah, yeah a thousand percent. But I'm excited so for have that. You, have you guys played uh, Luigi's Mansion 2? Uh, yes, on 3DS, yeah. Okay. I played about half so what of did it. you think of it? What did you think of it? Because it's a big difference from the first one. Yeah, I liked it because it was segmented, right? Because you were going to like a bunch of different houses. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I liked that it. it just gave like I thought like a better sense of completion and just 
checking boxes and moving through busting ghosts. It was, right. it was great. The overworld map, kind of, I guess you could say, or the map, was similar mm. to something you would see in Kirby or New Super Mario Brothers, right? Whereas yeah. the original, you're in the mansion the whole time, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I was I was pleasantly surprised with this, and I'll definitely get it, but um, the third one, they went back to... I guess it was a mansion, right? But um, now this is this will be good. This will be a fun one to play again, for sure. I I can't wait. I assume those are coming first quarter, right, or second quarter, like first half yeah. of next year. Yeah, right. I'm curious what the the Princess Peach game is, though, George, because I thought the same thing the second I saw it. I was like, oh, is this Super Princess Peach? You know, again, or what whatever it is, and it looks more like a 3D type game. They didn't really show <laughs> much gameplay, so. It'll be interesting to see what what that looks like. Mm. After that, we got a new collection coming to Switch. We got the Arkham Knight trilogy. Um, Coach, go for it. What do you think? Not interested. <laughs> Honestly, just not interested. I mean, you could buy them what for ten bucks, twenty bucks now, and they're gonna run better, play better. And honestly, like at this point, the PC versions are gonna be your way to go to play those games right so i just i don't know after playing spider-man and miles morales like it's hard to go back to the arkham games i tried going back to arkham knight and i'm just like uh i don't i, I can't we just play gotham knights dude that, that's no, the latest one. i'm good i'm good <laughs> what i, I tweeted this out when i played the demo i think final fantasy 16 is like the first time i was like the this combat is better than arkham Final Fantasy, well, the the Arkham games are those tentpole games, right? That like create almost created a genre in itself, and like reinvented the action game genre. I think, mm -hmm. and I think I think to be fair, Arkham City and Arkham Knight hold up pretty well. I think Arkham Knight has its issues, but I think they do, all those games are gorgeous still. Um, but we, man, how many times are they going to re-release them? It seems like they've gotten re-released so many times. Make a new game. How about that? Yeah, but to be to be fair though, like Arkham City like was a launch title on Wii U. Right? Like it was the armored edition that came out on Wii yeah. U. Yep. And I keep forgetting, like, I can't believe there wasn't a console between a Wii U and Switch, because like the Wii U feels like it was 15 years ago. And it wasn't. It was it was six. You know, like it was it was just the last generation. Um yeah, I've seen a whole bunch of memes about like just how shitty Arkham Knight's gonna run on Switch. And yeah, I think that thing is probably gonna melt your motherboard on that. So, I wouldn't play those there, but don't listen to me. Listen to Coach. He's a lot smarter than I am. But I just said what you said. I know, but like you're, you're way more trustworthy. You're a teacher. You wouldn't lie to people. Uh, let's see. Also, Gloomhaven comes out this September. I'm actually really excited for this because I've always wanted to play the board game Gloomhaven. I just um, fucking hate board games, personally. So, I'm excited to finally check this out. I'm going to be honest. Didn't know that was a board game until you just said that. Yeah, it's a board game. Apparently, it's like actually like a single player board game. Like you, you can have it with like multiple people, or you just play by yourself. And I've always wanted to check it out. But I'm like, nah, I, just, I hate learning new rules. Like I, I really dislike that. Uh, but playing it on Switch seems awesome. It seems like a great way to go. Uh, just Dance 2024. Nothing. Okay. Silent Hope from Exceed Games comes out this October. Again, I'm not like a big JRPG guy. Anything. I, I I didn't 
I don't remember this game. I'll be honest. Okay. <laughs> I think it's an action RPG, right? Uh, pro- probably actually with X Seed. Yeah, you're right. To do a lot of those. Uh, also announced, or not announced, but shown again, uh, Fay Farm, which I know is like a very anticipated game for Switch that, again, I just don't care about. Yeah. I always think I get excited for like farming sim type stuff. Like, I'm always like, Stardew Valley seems like such a great game. And then I remember like, I have a garden in real life that I should be taking care of. And I just feel like an idiot for actually like caring so much about growing potatoes. Uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2. Looks great. Can't wait to not play that on Switch. Just a little too much going on for me to trust it on that. Uh, Manic Mechanics um, looks like a... What's that cooking game that people get really excited about? It looks uh, like that, but with yeah. fixing cars. Yeah. yeah. Overcooked is great. We should all play Overcooked. That'd be fun. Yeah. No, I really, I really like being friends with you guys. I, don't wanna, <laughs> I was going to say, we never do an that. episode of the show again after, but It'd yeah, I don't, I don't want to stop that. <laughs> yeah, because he couldn't bring me my goddamn muffins on a goddamn timetable. Um, <laughs> second paid DLC for Mario and Rabbids. That's great. Uh, Dragon Quest Monsters, Austin, go. Yeah, I thought this looked really cool. I, I was excited to see it. I, visually, it doesn't look as good as 11, but it still looks like a really fun game. And I like the whole like combining monsters stuff. It looked pretty interesting. So. It's it it like Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. The but one it, thing that really bothers me about it, though, is the camera angles. I hate, I hate yeah. that classic RPG camera angle. It did make me think, though, like, wow, this looks really good, but I need to buy Dragon Quest Eleven and play that instead. <laughs> so that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. They gave us another look at Pikmin Four that comes out in July. Yep. Next month. I remember being so excited, like, oh, like, oh shit, it comes out in July. I, I sh- oh, it's probably coming out on a Friday. I should go grab that and just play that all weekend. And then I realized it's coming out the same day as Barbie and Oppenheimer, and I'm very busy that day. Why don't so you I'm just... going to be watching both Barbie and Oppenheimer? Why not take your Switch to the theater, George, and just boot it up, play some Pikmin Four while you're sitting in front of a freaking nuclear bomb and IMAX? That'd be great. Because I I appreciate I appreciate the craft of cinema and I don't oh, okay. disrespect okay. Uh, my my two of my heroes I see. Chris Nolan and Greta Gerwig I can't do that to them not on Barbie Oppenheimer <laughs> Day. I'm really excited for this game, but I'm I'll be honest I'm slightly disappointed. I had a ton of fun playing Pikmin Three co-op with Andy. Like you can play through the entire mm. story mode, like split screen, and it seems like that's just not a thing in four, which is kind of disappointing. I was hoping they would bring that back, but. I'm still excited for it. That's not all the Pikmin we got today. They also announced that Pikmin 1 and 2 will be bundled in a new HD collection, releasing physically in September, and I think out digitally today, yep. right? Yes. Yeah, it's I, out now. I purchased it, downloaded it, wanted to see just how it looked, right? And mm-hmm. so this is this is a good thing, right? Because we're getting these GameCube games that, are coming out on the switch now and they probably i mean they might have used the uh the wii version right because they had the new play control for um about maybe seven games i believe seven gamecube games right and so pikmin one and two is one of those so i i would bet that they used that game but Mm -hmm. i like the fact that they're starting to bring older games from the gamecube era 
to the the switch you know with most recently metroid prime we have super mario sunshine we're getting bait and kados so we're starting to get these games you know and then of course people are talking about paper mario thousand year door possibly at some point right so yeah i was really hoping we'd see that today uh spoilers unfortunately we did not but one thing we did see metal gear solid master collection volume one coming to switch um snake <laughs> yeah again that's great again i like i just yeah these games might play well on on switch but there's just so much you have to download they're just like they're putting nothing on the cart and there's like all these special features where it's like 30 gigabytes worth of videos and shit and that's just something you'd have to download on on switch mm-hmm. so no. i'm not i'm not gonna play it there i'm glad it's coming out on the switch so that more people can play the series i mean i played a lot of um the hd collection on the vita like two and three mm-hmm. on the Vita, and that was really good on there. So I'm sure it'll be fine on the Switch. But at the same time, I'm like, man, these games honestly still look pretty good, especially two and three. And, you know, if I'm buying this HD collection, I'd just buy it on PS5. Now, do you think there's going to be a natural repulsion to playing three, considering uh, it's getting remade? You know, I'm not sure about that. I, I was thinking about that it's interesting the timing of this i wonder when that remake of three is going to release because if it's next year i could see kind of like almost what we've got with the persona 3 port persona 3 portable port that released and then now we've got the actual full-on remake coming out dude, i'd be so mad if i bought that dude i bought it now that, i'm like well i don't even want to play that now <laughs> no because it's not it's not a small time investment i mean you're putting 100 no. hours into persona 3 so I don't know why they they bother to do that. Yeah, so I would point being though, I would hope that with this release, three is still like a couple years out, so that people aren't like just playing this version of three and then it comes out next year. But I don't know. We'll see. What's the difference between the Xbox version of two and the PS2 version of two? Because aren't they different? Um, uh, Metal Gear Solid. Yes. Two, so. oh yeah, because there was Sons of Liberty on PlayStation, and then there was Subsistence. Subsistence is no, like Metal Gear Solid Three. It's there was like there was an additional it's yeah, substance. Substance. Substance is in Subsistence is the version of Three, but basically it's just like a director's cut version of the game. So I forget what they changed with Two. To be honest with you, Three was a bigger a new engine or something like that, right? It might have been. I can't remember. But three subsistence with three was a huge change because initially it played just like Metal Gear Solid one and two do, where you've got the locked, like almost bird's eye view camera angle. But subsistence added in like the third person over the shoulder camera that you can move around and adjust. So that that was a huge change. But I honestly don't remember what Metal Gear Solid two substance changed. I started with three. Good game. That's good. Chronologically, that's the earliest one, right? Yep. Yeah, well, I think I started it because of X-Play or Cheated or something like that. Whatever. I think I think it was X-Play that had like a really good episode of like all the secrets you can get in that game. And I'm like, wow, this game looks pretty sweet. So do you think we'll ever it, get a- X-Play gives it a four out of five? Yeah. Right. That was how they oh, were gamers. Yeah. Adam Sessler. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought about that dude in a very long time. Uh, also coming out, 
Yep. <laughs> also coming out, uh, Vampire Survivors, which I'm pretty sure is actually free to play on your phone, but now you'll be able to pay for it on your Switch, which is neat. And that's like an auto shooter, and I think you just have yeah. to move your character through crowds. Dude. Dude. So good. That game yeah. is like first off, has have any of you played it? No. No. Top tier. Like looking at it. What's you would not think that that game is so much fun, but there's a reason it blew up so so much. It's and and thing is is I don't know exactly what it is about it, but the game is extremely addictive. It's one of those games where you'll play it and then boom, two hours have disappeared because you just keep jumping back in and um trying different stuff and and the abilities and weapons you pick up are really cool and, and you slowly progress and become stronger. Um, I love this game and I don't think that the switch is the right place for it. I, I think, um, playing it on your phone is the right place for it because it's, free. it's a fun game. To, yeah. Well, not only cause it's free, but it's a fun game that <laughs> to just pick up when you're bored for five minutes and play around and then you're done. Yeah. It's really, really good for that purpose. And that's how I would want to play it. I don't. I don't know if I'm really into the console version of it, but I know people that played it on uh, Game Pass on their Xbox and had a blast with it. I really recommend this game. And also, they're making a co-op version so that you can play with your friends. And I'm telling you guys, this play game it. is really fun. I would really recommend checking it out. Okay. And I don't. I, I, don't, I don't normally from, like games like this. I got a text from Fabio who's watching us. Thank you, Fabio. Hi, Fabio. And he said, Hi, uh, "Vampire Survivor is great, and the gameplay loop makes sense immediately." Yeah. He's, he's really big into into finding that hook. Um, I'll check it out. It is free on phones, right? Yeah, I should uh, download maybe. It. Let's see. Yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, Headbangers Rhythm Royale comes out October thirty first. Good Halloween game, nice and spooky. I don't give a shit about this game, but I'm really excited to see that there's like a Royale game that's not a shooter. Like just the fact that like they're trying to explore the space and like make mini games be the uh, elimination, not unlike um, Fall Guys, you know. Like it was just really fun yeah. to do something thematically <laughs> different, uh, but mechanically similar. Uh, Penny's Big Breakaway 3D platformer is coming out early 2024. Uh, Mario Kart 8 DLC Wave Five is coming this summer. Uh, Star Ocean: The Second Story R. Seth, take it away. So let me tell you something. This is one of the most unknown phenomenal RPGs of all time because most people see Star Ocean and they just kind of ignore it because it's had terrible games since the PS2 era. I mean, Star Ocean 4 arguably wasn't terrible. It was okay. It was passable. Star Ocean 5 and 6, though, absolute trash versions of these games. So... um Star Ocean 2, though, Star Ocean 1 and 2, there's a reason this series blew up and that they became as big as they are. And it's because of these, the first three games in a series are really tentpole games until you get to that PS2 era. After the PS2 era, they, they fall off. But Star Ocean 2 stands out as the best of that trilogy. And it's got something like 50 alternate endings and the like i really recommend people watch a video there's a, i forget where it is but there's a great breakdown of like all the options and customization and different ways that this game can branch out and it's insane what they were able to pull off on the ps1 like 
like even by today's standards, the amount of optional paths in this game and weird things you can do is out of control. So I've never beaten it. I'm really psyched that they're remaking it. And it's like this 2.5D, what I was talking about earlier. It's the perfect way to um, bring these old RPGs back to life and make them look phenomenal, make them feel modern. The gameplay in Star Ocean isn't a classic uh, turn-based RPG. It's a very action-oriented game. Almost, I would say, like modern-day tales in the 3D arena, but not not as action-based. Do you remember? Um, Did those games on PlayStation have pre-rendered backgrounds? I don't think so. But no. it's hard for me to imagine they don't. So maybe they do. Okay. Well, just like looking at the screenshots, art. looking at the screenshots here, like it's amazing because like everything looks like a beautiful. Like it, it looks like a like the Kingdom Hearts three demo. We're just like, wow, I've never yeah. seen anything that looks like this. Like that's like what the backgrounds look like and the character models look like. PlayStation yeah. one. Renders. I mean, I'm like, sure it's actually like a beautiful, beautiful looking screenshots from the new remaster we got here and oh, the yeah, first okay. one's already out on on switch right yeah i looked at it today it's 20 bucks the first one i don't think it's a remake like this one i think it's just a remaster i could be wrong though yeah so you're you're i'm looking at it right now they look like they're no they, they're pre-rendered but they're but they're not like the hand drawn like classic pre-rendered backgrounds they're like um pixel like art Resident almost okay. yeah 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 uh dude i'm telling you guys if you look for if you're looking for a good sci-fi fantasy story, Star Ocean one and two are where you want to go, and specifically Star Ocean two. Have you played the first one, Seth? I played the first one a long time ago on the PSP, and I didn't beat it. I don't think, but I don't remember it being um, like stand out. It was just a really good game that that I really enjoyed playing. Uh, but Star Ocean two like stands out as one of the tent pool obscure rpgs of all time when does that release george november that releases yeah. october i believe oh october okay right uh november 2nd it appears. nope november 2nd i'm a liar sorry i, I lied <laughs> to you coach it does look so really good there though. are a lot of good like new and remake rpgs for all systems you know not just the switch so it's definitely um it's easy to jump into, I think. You just got to know what, which games you want to jump into. You know, so you have like your Xenoblade, you have those, but then you have some, some more of the easier type, right? Jump into Xenoblade. That'd be the best decision you ever made. You know, Seth, have you played Xenoblade Chronicles X? Does that game connect at all to no. 1, 2, and 3? Okay. So I, I, I was just talking about this with Pedro. And I don't think we're going to get Xenoblade Chronicles X again. Like, we, like you not. know how a lot of the games from Wii U are coming back? I don't think X comes back simply because when X came out, they were not planning on making Xenoblade a series. Yeah. And they weren't planning on making Xenoblade 2 as like a direct sequel to Xenoblade 1. It's kind of the so, odd one out. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense in today's setting. It's a shame because I've heard that game is great, but again, I didn't buy a Wii U. So the game anyway. is great. It's so confusing and so big though. Like it really yeah. feels like you're playing a single player MMO. There's just yeah. so, like mechanics on top of mechanics. 
currency on top of currency. It's it's a lot. I watched. I was so bored last uh, weekend. I actually like on Friday night after SmackDown. I just remember watching like an hour and a half long documentary that just talked about every single game in the Xeno Saga, and just like following like the lineage. And um, it made me hyped. It made me like, God, I wish I paid more attention on PS2. Like, I wish I wasn't just paying like, twenty bucks for shitty like movie tie-in games as they went on sale at Walmart. I wish I yeah. uh, actually paid more attention. Because I don't have time to play Xenosaga, like a Xenosaga is good. <laughs> 70 hour game right now. Xenosaga is good, but I still don't think anything compares to the original Xenoblade. And I've said before, that game completely changed me as a person and shaped how I view the world. Um, and like really made me question things that, that I wasn't normally going to question. So... Mm-hmm. I recommend Xenoblade, or not Xenoblade, I'm sorry, Xenogears um, to people. And and just, dude, first off, the game visually, incredible. It it, it looks like a classic uh, 90s Gundam anime. And it, the story is phenomenal. The characters are cool. It's got the, the coolest uh, turn-based combat system I've seen in a game. So I just, I mean, I Did lo- you go love- back and replay it about four years ago? Uh no, I haven't. I haven't replayed it since since I played it originally. So, really recommend. Well, I told you this is gonna be a JRPG summer for me, so I can't wait to uh, play at least forty five minutes of all these games that are really important foundational parts of your personality, <laughs> and uh, tell you what I honestly think about them and you. It's gonna be a great summer for a no, I'm really excited. I'm really excited for Xenogears. Uh, that was like the game that maybe like seek out that documentary I was telling you about. Um, if, I'm excited if for you, that and a bunch of other random ones. If you play Xenogears, let me know. I'll play okay. through it with you at the same time and we'll talk about it. Okay. I really want to play Saga because that was remastered, I think, last year for modern consoles. And that game just looks yeah. like the kind of era I want to hang out in. Saga's uh, cool, but it's got 45 minute cutscenes. Sounds pretty fucking cool to me i can go make a sandwich sit back down keep watching the same cutscene. sounds ideal uh warrior wear move it comes out november 3rd since i stopped having roommates i don't care about the warrior wear games i gotta be honest guys you this one looks good i had a lot of fun with the last one with andy the i forget what that switch one was that came out a couple years ago but yeah i mean if it was just me playing i probably wouldn't care as much but this one looks interesting. Mm. The only caveat I'll say is it's like all motion controls. So it looks unique, I'd say. But I don't know if I'm like quite as excited as I am as I was for the last one. I, that Whenever that came out a couple of years back. Right. Uh, Seattle is hosting a Nintendo Live concert this summer, I believe. And it just looks like Nintendo's taken over. Seattle, which is like where their American headquarters is. Yeah. Looks super fun, free to attend. You just have to like sign up and register. So if you're in the area, check it out. We got uh, Zelda and Ganondorf Amiibo from uh, the Tears of the Kingdom. That Zelda yes. one looks absolutely gorgeous. Ganon, Ganon looks really looks cool. Awesome, bro. He does. I just I don't like how big like the the stint is that's like holding him up, right? Like that big chunk of plastic. Like it. that's the only reason Zelda's looks a little smaller and like it's hiding behind her her body a little better but uh ganon's pose is sick and his costume is great i haven't played the game so i don't know i don't know if that's like his first form or his final form or whatever but uh he looks really cool and uh last last game of the show super mario brothers wonder 
comes out October 20th. Pre-order the fuck out of this game. Pre-order this game yeah. so fast. And um, I don't know why. I'm not the biggest fan of 2D Marios, but something about this game just looks weird and wild and different, and it uh, got me really excited. The art style looks wonderful. Yes. And I say that pun intended. The, the, um, it, it just looks different which I am mm-hmm. very excited for. I feel like all these 2D Mario games we've gotten since uh, New Super Mario Brothers have been exactly the same. You know, yeah. that that one came out on the DS, then we had the Wii one, then we had the uh, second one on the 3DS, and then the Wii U version, and all four of those games to me feel just identical. And so it's exciting to see something that actually looks different for once. I really like the animation style. Something about it made me think of Rayman Origins and Legends, like just the pure like animations of the characters and the really cool looking backgrounds. Looks super good. Super good. So I'm very excited for that game. Plus there's an elephant in this one. There I'm is. pretty sure there's an elephant in Rayman Legends too. Right? That's right. That feels that feels on brand. Yeah. yeah. So, Seth, do, like you give a shit about, do you give a shit about platformers, Seth? I don't think we've ever talked about no. platformers. Yeah. Uh, it's just not it's just not what I go to games for, I don't think. That's fair. Coach, do you give a shit about platformers? I I, I used to, and then um <clears throat> then I kind of got out of them, but you know, on the Super Mario 3D land on the 3DS got me back into the Mario series. And the new Super Mario Brothers series just got kind of stale, right? It's like almost the same thing. They tried to put Luigi in it, and it still didn't catch me. But Mm. this right here, I'm like, okay, I could get into this. And I like the way that it looked. I actually like the way that it looked. It was a little bit different. Had a different, like, 3D look to it on a 2D side scroller. And it just had, like, it looks like they added to the formula their cookie cutter formula of the new Super Mario Brothers series. So it'll be interesting to see um, if we're going to get any more information on this before it releases. Because what's the release date on this? October it's 20th. Or, was it? Or was it like yep. Black Friday time? No, it's October, o- October 20th. It's like the October. same day as Spider-Man 2, I think. If I'm recalling see, correctly. I'm, right, I'm going to choose Spider-Man 2, of course. But I will pick this up and, and play it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It it's it's exciting, like I said, to just see something unique. I it when I saw it, it made me think of the transition from Mario Brothers three to world, like just how the art style changed at that time. So I, mm-hmm. it's exciting. What was the one that had like a million coins that you could uh grab? You know what I'm talking about? That that was the three DS one. Yeah. That, yeah. That was uh new it was like, Super it was like Mario Brothers. Absurd 2. amount of coins. Yep. That was yeah. like the whole like you know, kind of formula of that game was like, yeah, you just you get in, all these coins. Inadvertently, inadvertently made it super easy because they just gave you all these coins yes. and then you just had a, a billion lives just stockpiled. I wasn't a big fan of that game. I, uh, I thought it was like actually challenging in a way that the Wii version wasn't and in a way that the original DS version wasn't um, just because I think they did feel like, well, you've got all these lives, like you can afford to die, you little, little fucker. I felt like that's what they were saying to me. Um... We got a question from Fabio. He texted. He's watching. Hi, Fabio. Love you. Um, Viewer question. If the 3DS Luigi's Mansion gets remastered, could more 3DS games make their way over? I hope to God, dude. That is something that I've really 
wished for ever since the Switch came out, and specifically Kid Icarus Uprising, that game has got to get off that system. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, that game the has got to get off that system. The extra little thing for... Yeah, yeah that, the music stand you could play it on. The, <laughs> and it's frustrating because, you know, that control scheme was awful, but that game is fantastic. It is really, really good. The um, It's the same team that made Smash, and so, like... They've got just tons of voice acting, and the story is really, really well done. And that I, if I could have anything from the 3DS shifted over to Switch, it would be that game, like no question. I'm trying to think of anything else. Some of the best Kirby games are like, I I thought Triple Deluxe was excellent, and Robobot was so much fun. Like it's like so like those are just locked and dead now, right? And then you like it, it's never gonna happen. But like, how many like Persona games? Like, right, Persona Q and yeah, Q and Q. All those like Shimagami Tensei games are locked on on 3ds still. And like I the first attack of Pikachu. I think specifically as as Shimagami Four. Yeah, I think as long as they don't re- the games that didn't really rely on the bottom screen, the bottom screen. I think those would be easier to bring over to port slash remaster over you know but a lot of a lot of games didn't even really utilize the bottom screen to its full utility i mean a lot of games used it as like a menu or like a mini map or something you can you can ignore that right like yeah and like you don't need that anymore because all of a sudden you got two triggers on your controller so that's right and you got a touchpad on the on the dualshock 5 i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) i apologize (laughs) The dual sense. <laughs> so to get the like the remasters of Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask would also I think that'd be a good yes, inclusion, right? Absolutely. Because those are definitely those are the best versions of the game, right? Yeah, they're just locked. Easily, yeah. And even well, on the, the 3DS, they look they look so good on the 3DS. So yeah, and we're starting to slowly get some here and there. So, you know, last week I think we talked about the yeah, we did we talked about the Capcom showcase and one of their announcements was the new Ace Attorney like trilogy part two with four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. And five and six are three DS games. So we are slowly starting to see some of the stuff pop up. So hopefully hopefully we'll start to see more of those like stellar three DS games come I'm through. hoping I'm hoping, especially with like the 3DS eShop closure, that like people are all of a sudden like, all right, I'll, we can release an old game and actually make it new again. You know, like there's right. no way for them to legally buy this. And so we can just put in $10,000 worth of effort, right? $20,000 worth of effort, 30, like not that much, and like actually see a return because I don't know. People, people of my generation, they're getting real horny for nostalgia in a, in a big way, you know, just like, God, everything sucks. I just want to feel 15 years old again or 20 years old. However <laughs> old they were when the 3DS came out. Remember Star Wars? <laughs> Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking them berries all day long. Um, yeah. That was all for the, the, the showcase. I thought it was excellent. I'm very excited about a lot of games now. Yep. I immediately went and pre-ordered uh, Mario Wonder. I pre-ordered Mario RPG, and of course, I pre-ordered um, Pikmin One and Two. So those were like my big, big walkaways from that. That was exactly what I did, and I think like besides Pikmin Four, Spider-Man, and I'm I'm leaning towards yes on Front Mission. That's like all I got for the rest of the year, and I say that's all nice. I got. Um, but that's still like 500 hours of video games that like I hope I get 
too. Front Mission is not a series I ever jumped into. I started checking it out. I got a PS3 plugged into a TV here in my office, and when I'm like waiting for renders or whatever for work, I will play a level of something. And uh, man, the game's super fun. This fall is turning out to be like super busy game wise, so there's a lot to pick and choose from. I'd love to play the new Armored Core, but like I just don't have time for that game. And then it looks really cool, and it looks not like classic Armored Core. Which yeah, I like. I agree. I agree. Classic Armor Core, it never reviewed super well. I mean, it's still, I still enjoyed them, but it's, it was never super refined. So, but there's like stuff like that coming out. And then again, Spider-Man 2 coming out the same day as Mario Wonder, you know, Alan Wake two days before that. Like, it's just, mm -hmm. it's going to be a crazy fall. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people will be buying both those games, right? Yeah. I think probably what I'm going to do is get Alan Wake and, and uh, Mario and then hold off on Spider-Man a few months. Really? Yeah, I'm way more excited for, for Alan Wake than I am for uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I don't honestly think I'm going to be buying Spider-Man on, on day one. God, you and your fucking Spider-Man embargo are really starting to bum me out, Seth. <laughs> I'm sorry, like it's, man. It's, 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 not becoming a, like... it's becoming a problem for me, actually. Your <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> your spider selfishness is really starting to piss me off it's not selfishness it's just exhaustion and and marvel took something that i loved and they force fed it to me until i threw up and that's where we're at well eventually you gotta yeah, start eating all. eating again so yeah i don't i, don't, I, don't, I mean maybe someday. Baby i just don't want to dude i listen like I just I don't know man I just can't escape it and that's the thing I just I just want a break and I can't have it and they, I, I, no one will not no one the, these companies won't let me just take a damn break for like a couple of years it's like God, here sorry. have I'm some more <laughs> I'm looking at the release calendar I'm like fuck Starfield comes out this year too yeah Starfield I think is gonna get washed away for me I'm, I'm gonna try that but there's just so much coming out. <laughs> I think that would be Mirage. a good game like in January or February, honestly, after the bugs, after they ironed out the bugs, because we know Bethesda, right? They ain't gonna iron them out. Hey, remember what I said <laughs> earlier about the DLC for Pokemon and it making it worse? Dude, Let's like revisit up. that the, the, for this. This, this is game. a real story. I was hanging out with some friends the other night. And we were all just chilling, and I booted up Fallout 4 on my PS5. I pressed start new campaign, right, or whatever the, the, the button is, and the game immediately glitched on me to where I couldn't create a character. He just sat there and <laughs> stared at me, and I was like, well, here we are. <laughs> Closed the game, uninstalled it. Yep. Like, they, they, don't, they don't fix them. They rely on the modders to fix them. That's why there's these massive unofficial patches for... All of their modern games, well, modern as in the last 15 years. By the way, my last note while we're talking about Fallout, I will say this is kind of interesting. Apparently they shadow dropped like a next gen patch for Fallout 76 two days ago. Just like out of the blue. Stop. They didn't even announce it. I'm tempted I would be, to try it I would be point. really interested in playing a lot of Fallout 76 with somebody to do like an examination of the current state of that game. We just go in and like find out like okay here's here's where we are yeah. here's where we are, just research the game, figure out how far they've come. 
Yeah. I will say I, I've played the <laughs> opening of it and like the very beginning, like where you start out in the vault, it seems like it was a really cool concept if it had worked on launch day because it would have been a bunch of people like all leaving the vault at the same time. And they it it didn't work, unfortunately. So <laughs> nobody nobody wanted to play it. And I remember that one video where that guy went into GameStop to get his money back after like the next day and GameStop wouldn't give him his money back. So he like took a kiosk and destroyed. I remember that video. Yep. Pretty sweet. I just, I I will not be the guy who plays that game with you, but I will be the guy who tells you where you can find us all. You can find Austin on Twitter at Austin J Eller. You can find coach. Not on Twitter, probably on a bicycle somewhere doing like that Forrest Gump shit uh, when he's running across the country, just <laughs> finding himself, finding America, finding something to believe in just on a bike. Uh, you it's can a find good feeling, Seth. actually. I mean, that's not a lie. It's a good feeling to just find yourself. I walk at least five miles a day, man. I, I, I love it. Just getting out there, just walking around the coastline. Whew, whew, I see lighthouses, which really is literally a scene from Forrest Gump. So we're basically... The three of us, all the same person, really. Coach, Forrest, myself. I you can find Seth. <laughs> I'm tired. I think I'll go home now. It's like, okay, thanks, Forrest. <laughs> uh, you can find Seth on Twitter at Seth the Nineties Kid. Don't follow him though. Um, you can find right. me on Twitter at Shortbox Summary. That is a comic book podcast I host. Got a big episode coming out this week, all about House of M. Very exciting. Finally, it took 50 episodes to get there, but we're finally fucking doing it. I can't wait. Um, that's all I got, guys. Oh, you can find the show at <laughs> Frameskip Pod. Yes. Right? Frameskip okay, Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Sash the tube. <laughs> Let's not talk about the tube. The Leave YouTube. the tube alone. Oh, that tube. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that tube is fine. <laughs> that tube is fine to talk about. And you too. Uh, thank you so much for listening. It's a really big internet and you found us on it. That's incredibly cool. So next time uh, we'll be back next Tuesday. Uh, spread spread the word. Share the links. Uh, show us some love. Uh, jump in. Ask questions. Make it interactive. Make it fun. Please. We're here. So come say hi. Thank you so much for listening and we'll be back next week.